Good morning and welcome back to the Gospel Getup, the podcast aimed at getting you in the Word with readings from the Daily Lectionary before sending you on your way to go about your day in the peace and joy of the Lord. This morning's readings take us into Ezekiel chapter 38, and in Romans we read chapter 7. The readings for today are set to an order for prime. So without further ado, let's get into it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hasten to save me, O God. O Lord, come quickly to help me. The Mighty One, God, the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to where it sets. From Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines forth. God says, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. We pray. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the rest of the past night and for the gift of a new day with its opportunities for pleasing you. Grant that we may pass its hours in the freedom of your service, and when evening comes, give you thanks again. Amen. The Old Testament reading, once again, is Ezekiel chapter 38. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, set your face against Gog from the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say this, This is what the Lord God says, I am against you, Gog, prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal. I will turn you around, I will put hooks in your jaws, and I will bring you out with your entire army horses and horsemen, all of them magnificently arrayed, a vast horde, armed with body shields and hand shields, all of them wielding swords. Persia, Cush, and Libya are with them, all of them with hand shields and helmets, also Gomer and all its troops, Beth Togarma from the remotest regions of the north and all its troops. Many peoples will be with you, Ready yourself, prepare yourself, you and your whole horde that is gathered around you, and keep watch over them. After many days, you will be summoned to come together. In the latter years, you will invade a land that was restored from the ravages of the sword, whose population had been gathered from among many peoples, back to the mountains of Israel, which had been lying in ruins for a long time. Its population had been brought out from among the peoples, and all of them were now living securely. You will come up like a devastating storm. You will come up like a cloud to cover the land, you and all your troops, and many peoples with you. This is what the Lord God says. On that day, plans will come into your mind, and you will plot an evil scheme. You will say, I will go up against a land of unwalled villages. I will attack the peaceful people who live in security, all of them living without walls, with neither bars nor gates. I will attack in order to seize spoils and carry off plunder, to assault resettled ruins, and to attack people returned from the nations, people who are acquiring livestock and other property people who live at the center of the earth. Sheba, Dedan, the merchants of Tarshish, 
and all its leaders will say to you, Have you come to seize spoils? Have you gathered your hoard to carry off plunder, to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock and other property, to seize a large amount of spoils? Therefore prophesy, son of man, and say this to God. This is what the Lord God says. On that day, when my people Israel are dwelling securely, you will be aware of that, won't you? So you will come from your place, from the remotest regions of the north, you and many peoples with you, all of them riding on horses, a great horde, a mighty army. You will come up against my people Israel like a cloud covering the land. In the latter days this will happen. I will bring you against my land so that the nations will know me when I use you to reveal myself as holy in front of their eyes, O God. This is what the Lord God says. Are you the ones I spoke about in earlier days through my servants, the prophets of Israel? In those days, didn't they prophesy for many years that I would bring you against Israel? On that day when Gog comes against the land of Israel, says the Lord God, my wrath will be evident on my face. In my zeal and the fire of my fury, I have spoken. I swear that there will be a great earthquake in the land of Israel on that day. All of these will quake in my presence. The fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the animals in the open country, every creeping thing that creeps on the ground, and every human being on the face of the earth. The mountains will be overthrown, the hillside terraces will collapse, and every wall will fall to the ground. I will summon against Gog a sword upon all my mountains, declares the Lord God. Every man's sword will be against his brother. I will judge him with plague and with bloodshed. I will rain down torrential rain, hailstones, and burning sulfur on him and on his troops and on many peoples who are with him. In this way I will show myself to be great, and I will show myself to be holy, and I will make myself known in the sight of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The New Testament reading, once again, is Romans chapter 7. Or don't you know, brothers, since I am speaking to those who know the law, that a law has jurisdiction over a person only as long as he lives. For example, a married woman is bound to her husband by law as long as he is alive. But if he dies, she is released from this law regarding her husband. So then she will be labeled an adulteress if she is joined to another man while her husband is alive. But if her husband dies, she is free from this law, and she is not an adulteress if she marries another man. In the same way, my brothers, you also were put to death in regard to the law by the body of Christ, so that you may be joined to another, to the one who was raised from the dead, in order that we might produce fruit for God. For when we were in the flesh, strong sinful desires stirred up by the law were at work in our members with the result that we produced fruit that results in death. But now we have been released from the law by dying to what held us in its grip, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the letter of the law. 
What will we say then? Is the law sin? Absolutely not. On the contrary, I would not have recognized sin except through the law. For example, I would not have known about coveting if the law had not said, you shall not covet. But sin, seizing the opportunity provided by this commandment, produced every kind of sinful desire in me. For apart from the law, sin is dead. Once I was alive without the law, but when this commandment came, sin came to life, and I died. This commandment that was intended to result in life actually resulted in death for me. You see, sin, seizing the opportunity provided by this commandment, deceived me and put me to death through it. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, righteous, and good. Then did what is good become death to me? Absolutely not. But sin, so that it might be recognized as sin, brings about my death by this good thing, so that through this commandment, sin might prove itself to be totally sinful. Certainly, we know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin, for I do not understand what I am doing, because I do not keep doing what I want. Instead, I do what I hate, and if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. But now it is no longer I who am doing it, but it is sin living in me. Indeed, I know that good does not live in me, that is, in my sinful flesh. The desire to do good is present with me, but I am not able to carry it out. So I fail to do the good I want to. Instead, the evil I do not want to do, this is what I keep doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who am doing it, but it is sin living in me. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is present with me. I certainly delight in God's law, according to my inner self. But I see a different law at work in my members, waging war against the law of my mind and taking me captive to the law of sin, which is present in my members. What a miserable wretch I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? I thank God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my sinful flesh I serve the law of sin. This is the word of the Lord. We now confess the Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray that you would so guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life, 
we may not forget you, but remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Now for the good news that never gets old, the news that Jesus is your Savior, who lived, died, and rose again so that all your sins have been forgiven. That's the gospel. Now get up and go and live to God's glory and for the benefit of your neighbor. Peace.